This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. Okay, it's late at night, you're relaxing, watching TV, and bing, you receive an email from your boss, and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to get onto it tomorrow, but already your mind's been hijacked as you think about the project at hand and what you've got to do. Well, with smart technology, we're always connected, and the boundary between work and private life is increasingly being blurred. So, do we have a right to disconnect? And will new laws give us back our personal space? Well, Chris Wright is an Associate Professor of Work and Organisational Studies at the University of Sydney. Chris, welcome to Drive. Hi, Warren. Thanks for having me on. Now, the encroachment of work into our personal space seems to have sort of gradually kept in. Why are we now uh, seeing the need for new right to disconnect laws? I think because of exactly the type of situation that you described at the beginning, uh, yeah, the way that uh, that technology is really creeping uh, um, from the boundaries of our work time uh, into our personal lives, and and this is often having some pretty negative effects uh, for people's mental health, uh, for people's commitment and attachment to their job, uh, for their relationships as well. So I think that uh, that these are a good um, is a good law for giving some guardrails to try to help firm up those boundaries a bit more. Do we know how widespread the practice of, I suppose, not disconnecting is? There was a study done a couple of years ago by the Centre for Future Work that said that 70 or so, I think it was 71% of people had um, had increasingly worked uh, outside of their normal working hours. And uh, many of the people responding to the survey that was done for this study had, had said this was because of, you know, they'd been basically encouraged or because this was due to their boss um, or manager. Uh, and... Um, so that's that's a pretty solid majority of people out there who are who are finding this um, who are experiencing this this practice. Chris, I wonder um, how much of it is a, a product of or symptomatic of an insecure workforce. It's a really good question, and in fact, there've been a couple of uh, inquiries done by the Australian Parliament um, on this issue, and they highlighted that um, people in insecure jobs are most likely are likely to feel the pressure of this more. Uh, perhaps because, you know, if you're on a, a fixed-term contract for, for a year or, or less, maybe, um, then, uh, you know, you might feel the need to, to go that extra step and, and be that, more, that much more available to your manager uh, so that that contract gets renewed at the end. So, yeah, it, it is an issue that's kind of experienced, I think, widely, but, but more perhaps the pressure's felt a bit more intensely by people on insecure contracts. I just thought of a, a, an old manager of mine who used to uh, schedule emails, so set the timer so that they would send, you know, really early in the morning or late at night. And I only found out afterwards and I thought, what? Here I am thinking that you're, you're up working late. Uh, and I felt like I was compelled to respond. But he was setting them, you know, on a timer. Well, that's... Uh that's pretty, pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you hear about um, managers kind of doing the opposite now, uh, and you know, being managers being told by their, you know, the, the the top brass in their organisations to do this, like you know, make sure that you, if you do need to send something late at night, that you schedule send it so that 
you know, people, that your staff aren't receiving it till, you know, till the start of their shift, just so that that pressure isn't as, just so they don't have that anxiety of, or the feel the need to respond immediately. So, yeah, when your boss was doing the opposite to that, <laughs> scheduling them outside of work hours, that, uh, that's another level, I think, Warren. Well, definitely. We're chatting with uh, Chris Wright, Associate Professor of Work and Organisational Studies at the University of Sydney about the right to disconnect. I suppose, Chris, we often, well, those of us who aren't smokers used to joke about, you know, the smokers, oh, they're off on <laughs> another break again. And I wonder if that, in some ways, has fostered a bit of a culture of not wanting to be, you know, the slack people in the office. Yeah, I think, uh, well, every, people often, you know, for whatever reason, wanting to find ways to to get ahead or, or look like that they're um that they're being responsive to you know what their managers are asking to do i think perhaps because of the this increasingly insecure nature of of the workforce but um but you know i think that uh you know having that expectation that's kind of i think has exacerbated and, and those Senate inquiries and those studies i mentioned earlier have kind of found that this is a practice that's gotten worse with the advent of the smartphone, you know, because it means that we're effectively always on. You know, we're always glancing at our phones, seeing if something's come through, even even uh, if we should be, you know, spending time with our friends or, or family or, or doing whatever. Um, it, it's something that's kind of become a lot more pervasive. So I think just having this law in place, you know, to, to provide a bit of a guard against that, hopefully not only for managers, but also for, for employees to kind of say, you know, when you're not working, it's okay not to not to be checking your emails. It's, it is a good thing, I think. Now, how, how will the laws work? Okay, so the, the way that they're written is that a manager can still send you an email or still call you outside of work hours. So, you know, if your if you're normal work hours are you know, nine to five, um, you know, your manager can still send you an email at 8.30 at night. But what the law does is it means that the employer doesn't have to answer the email uh, until their you know, until their working hours the next day start again, uh, or, or or return a phone call until then either. So um, it's it's not a right uh, against. So yeah, it doesn't prevent employers contacting employees. It just prevents. It just sorry it provides a a protection for employees that they don't have to respond um, until working out a start. So that's kind of how they work as in, in terms of general principles. If an employer breaches um, that, if they, if they insist that their employee does return the call or does re- reply to the email, then um, the employee can go to the Fair Work Commission, the, the main government tribunal, uh, and apply for what is called a stop order. So that's where the Fair Work Commission, the tribunal, says to the employer, okay, you've got to stop. Uh, you, you're not allowed to do that under the law. And then if they breach that stop order, then they can be fined. Um, so that's that's how it's going to work in general. But I think what will happen is that this law will be adapted to the, the circumstances of different industries and different occupations. And that'll be written into the award system. So the awards are those documents that regulate the pay and working conditions of people the minimum conditions of people in different industries and occupations. And there are some, you know, occupations where it is reasonable for people to be contacted outside of hours and people are often compensated for that. Like, so, you know, one might be in the media, for example, um, you know, where it's a bit of a 24-hour industry, 24-7 industry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, hopefully, Warren, in, (laughs) in your agreement or your award that there's something in there 
that provides you know with if you've got to work you know um, late shifts or whenever it might be that you're given some compensation like an on-call allowance or some sort of irregular um, working time allowance that's rolled into your salary um, so yeah it'll it'll differ a bit depending upon the job and depending upon the industry but yeah, they're the general principles, uh, as I said out before. Chris, uh, now I can imagine people are already starting to say, look, it's uh, a backward step for the economy. What would you say to those people? I, I disagree. Uh, and some of the you know, business groups and some, you know, some politicians on the, uh, who are on the, the losing side of this, of this, of this uh, um, legislation, I guess the ones who voted against it, were saying things like this, that it was going to be bad for, bad for business, bad for productivity. Um, but... You know, the, as I said, um, as I mentioned before, there'd been some you know, really compelling research suggesting that that where um, people don't have the right to disconnect, where they feel like they've got to be always on and always responding to their manager's requests outside of hours, this has made people you know, less committed to their jobs. Uh, it's it's led to increased turnover. You know, people who might otherwise like their job, but they're just kind of sick of just this expectation that they're always got to got to respond no matter when um it's it's led people a, a proportion of people to leave their jobs uh and and yeah and less attached to their job as well so that that's those are things that that suggest that the current practices are, are bad for productivity people are less committed they're less productive and if they're leaving their jobs then that creates other problems for for their employers it means they've got to spend the time you know taking to rehire and to recruit that's a pretty costly and time-consuming process and you know that's kind of contributing to these shortages staff shortages that are being reported right across the workforce so having that guardrail against you know employers you know, crossing that boundary between people's work time and their time outside of work the evidence that's available suggests that this is going to be good for productivity and good for you know, lessen the intensity of staff shortages. So I actually think that, and and some of the um, research coming out of over, uh, interna- internationally where this is always already in place, have suggested that these are these are going to be these are beneficial for the economy. So I, I don't think that that criticism really holds much water. I think it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> The, the more separate we can be from our personal work lives, the better we get to, to switch off. I remember being issued uh, when smartphones, you know, first became available. You know, you had a work phone and a personal phone as well. And I'm wondering if that's the best solution is to separate your work so that you're not constantly getting those notifications of bing when you're out having dinner with friends or something. Yeah, you, you, that, that'd be a good way of doing it, I think. You know, that really would separate. I mean, if we think about that, you know, that kind of that boundary between work and, and life and how it's kind of... It's um, dissolved a lot. Yeah, I think often you know, people, I mean, I've got to say I'm guilty of this, you know. I've got my own, my own phone and I, I've got my work email set up to get alerts. And, you know, it's, uh, I guess in that, in, I think, you know, um, some people, unfortunately, a bit like me, are our own worst enemies. So, you know, I think, I think what this will do is it will, I mean, I think most, I, I hope, you know, most em- employers are, are reasonable. Um, hopefully there aren't too many who are setting up their notifications to send emails late at night like your, your old boss did, Warren. Shocking. But, you know, I think that you'd hope to think, that I, th- I think this is going to be the case of where employers are going to be saying to their employees, look, there's now a, a law around this, there's now a right, so please, you know, 
turn your emails off so that you're not getting them outside of hours because it's it's not really going to be good for anyone, um, this sort of practice. And I suppose so it gives the employee we'll the, plays out. the power too, doesn't it? If they're saying, you know what, I'm burnt out and I need uh, a bit of space from work, I'm, I'm in my right to uh, switch off and have a bit of a break. I think it's great, Chris. Thank you so much for chatting with us. No, my pleasure, Warren. Anytime. Thank you. That is uh, Chris Wright, Associate Professor of Work and Organisational Studies at the University of Sydney. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app, no matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.